Hi, this is Aurora from the Educating All Learners Alliance, and today we're speaking to Allison Morgan for a deep dive into Zensational Kids. Sensational Kids, a pioneering educational company dedicated to the holistic well-being of both educators and students. They take an evidence-based approach drawing from the latest research in neuroscience, interpersonal neurobiology, emotional intelligence, and compassion. They offer a wide range of professional and personal development resources for educators, as well as in-person and online programs for direct student instruction. And joining us today is Allison Morgan, M-A-O-T-R-E-R-Y-T, and they are the founder and CEO of Sensational Kids. With her background as a pediatric occupational therapist, author, international public speaker, and educational consultant and trainer, Allison has developed programs for schools which focus on improving the well-being of the educator behind the educating and the student behind the behavior. She helps schools foster a trauma-responsive culture where safety and connection become the strong foundation for joyful learning and leading. Thanks so much, Allison. It's great to have you here today. Oh, thanks, Aurora. I'm so happy to be here with you. So we talked a little bit just now about Sensational Kids, but please tell us about your organization and how it got started. So we partner with schools or organizations that are involved in the care of children. So that spans a lot of things. And we're really concerned about the well-being of the adults serving the children and, and the children. But we really are about helping individuals understand the components of their own mental health, their own emotional health, their own physiological health. So it's really, when we started, it was really about how can we help kids become better learners? in the classroom. And we started over 10 years ago with Sensational Kids. And, you know, we shift as the needs shift, right? So there are just so many needs of educators and students just supporting them as human beings, (laughs) which not really traditionally or conventionally addressed in schools. So, you know, we really are on a mission of, you know, meeting people where they are and where they are now is stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, depressed. I mean, these are just like the main states that most of our communities, especially educational communities are in right now. And we're really about helping provide effective, like you said, evidence-based tools to help everybody just be the best human that they can be. And when you are being your best humanness, <laughs> learning skyrockets, connection skyrockets, um, success skyrockets. So that's very like broadly, you know, what we're about. You would ask, how do we get started? Yeah. I've been working in schools for over 30 years. My degree is actually in occupational therapy. I've always been a pediatric OT, but spent most of my career working in schools with the most challenged students, cognitively, developmentally, behaviorally. Mm-hmm. And I would consider myself, you know, I was a traditional therapist, you know, really steeped in sensory integration and cognition and, and you know, all the things that OTs typically would work on. But about 15 years ago, I happened to 
begin my own personal studies in yoga and mindfulness. And this was my first real aha of like, we're missing something in what we're doing with our, what we're doing with kids right now, because it really does come down to how do I feel within myself or how is my nervous system regulating? Am I constantly on edge? Am I constantly stressed? Do I have a really low stress tolerance so that little things are just triggers for me? Am I able to calm myself down? Because what we know is when your nervous system is balanced, your mind and body are communicating optimally. And when I started studying yoga and mindfulness, I really realized that these practices were were truly helping me regulate myself right. and really feel grounded within my own body. And then I just start to think like, all the kids that I'm seeing in OT, do they ever feel like this? Because I know I better when I feel like this. And when I think about how do I function when I'm really stressed out? Right, right. Most of the kids that I was seeing on my caseload, I mean, they're already managing or attempting to manage to be in this educational environment And their nervous system is already compromised because of their diagnosis, right? So when I ask that question, do the students I work with ever feel this way, calm, relaxed, grounded, safe in their own body? And it was like a resounding no. So I just started playing around with, okay, well, what if I just focused on their nervous system and help them feel that felt sense within them? And I started just using mindfulness and yoga types of tools. And back then there was not a lot of research on, let's say, polyvagal theory or somatic experiencing or just trauma-informed practice. We didn't have a lot of the research back then. I was just going by my gut. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, so people always say, oh, you're like such a pioneer in this, you know, and everybody thinks like that's such a glamorous thing. But quite honestly... Not everybody agreed with me back then. Oh, uh, they just really thought I was off my rocker for what I was doing. But it was from that basic, you know, yogic and mindfulness types of strategies that I was using for myself and learning as through my OT practice of how to adapt them for, say, kids that were functioning at a very low developmental level, cognitive. Yeah. And just seeing incredible success with just these very simple tools. So what started there with this, let's say the special ed or the neurodiverse population, Yeah, you know, go back 10 years ago, even then the general population of kids were showing higher degrees of stress and lower resilience. So more and more teachers were asking me like, could you do something with my whole class? Right. Can you come and help me out? So I would just like pop in because legally I'm not supposed to be seeing these kids, right? So I can't have gap. I, I didn't have a half hour gap in my schedule. So I would just like run in on the fly. I've got five minutes. Let me come and do something quick. Uh, like, so it would be a breathing activity or a movement activity or a quick little meditation. And the teachers were just like, um, this is like unbelievable. This is just unbelievable. And that was really what got me to just say, 
I got to bring this to more schools. I have to teach this to more people. I have to train more teachers so that they know how to do this in their own classrooms. And that was the really, that was the birth of Zensational Kids. Yeah. So it was developed as part of your support and your services for students with disabilities and the students that you were servicing that were in the special education program. You said, you know, PTOT. And then you realize that this is completely applicable for anybody and everybody, all learners. And then think about, too, all of the kids in those classes who maybe weren't diagnosed yet or maybe hadn't been identified yet. Right. I mean, that's absolutely, absolutely. You know, kids that they're going to be brought up for possible 504 or INRS. And, you know, what could work? What could we do? How can we support them in the classroom without having an IEP written, things like that. So yeah, yeah, it definitely um, was often used within an INRS meeting, like as a strategy. (laughs) That why we try some of these things first. And the beautiful thing about the practices that we teach is that they really are universal. It's about regulating your nervous system. And guess what? Everybody in the classroom has a nervous system. (laughs) And what we know now about what's happening in classrooms is that there are many classrooms where the teachers are having a harder time than the students are. Yes. Like the level of stress that they are under is really, you know, it's like tipping the scales. Uh It, It really is. And we also know, you know, definitely from the research and the literature out there, is that if you have an educator who is, you know, chronically stressed, maybe has had their own trauma, yeah, it, who emotionally is really struggling, they're not prepared with their own resources to be their best self in that classroom. So take care of your teachers. Yeah. Fill us in a little bit more around the evidence, the research. You know, we, you spoke a lot about how a lot of this was your gut. I think a lot of people listening out there agree with you. There is that kind of like gut instinct that this is what feels right. So fill us in a little bit more. What's out there that that really supports this? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've said the word our nervous system many times. And we have this autonomic nervous system that is our automatic nervous system that pretty much handles all of our bodily functions all the time. We don't have to think about like our heart beating, our gut digesting our food, breathing, swallowing, all those, we don't need to think about that. It's innate within us that it happens automatically. But this autonomic nervous system, there's two branches of it. One is the sympathetic nervous system, which really is like our stress response, or you can think of it like a vehicle and it's the gas pedal. It's the the branch of our nervous system that gets us to go, 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 go. And we have this other branch called the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the counterpart. That's sort of like the break. We call that our rest and digest branch. Okay. And we need both branches. When they're balanced, that's when we can react to things like imminent danger and we can recover and we can come back to homeostasis. We can respond to something stressful. Maybe we're, you know, activated a bit, but we handle it. But then we can come back and we can recover. We can relax. Right. So 
what the science you could say is telling us is that many of us are kind of stuck in this stress mode. We are stuck in this sympathetic nervous system activation. And when we are, our breathing's really shallow. Our mind can be really, really flighty, one thing to the other. We tend to be kind of reactive. Within our body, it causes a lot of inflammation. So people could have like gut issues, mm. some heart issues, like you get heart palpitations. I mean, it's really where like stress and anxiety lives in this high sympathetic nervous system activation. So what I have found with my work is how do we really reteach people how to activate that parasympathetic nervous system? Because what we know through the research is that when we are in calm, grounded, engaged, like we, we have energy, mm-hmm. but we feel safe. Mm-hmm. When we are in these states, that's when we're really able to activate this front part of our brain, that prefrontal cortex. Uh-huh. And of course, in school, that's totally what we want. I mean, if I just right conversation there and said, you want your kids to learn, you need to activate that prefrontal cortex. In order to activate the prefrontal cortex, you need to turn on that parasympathetic nervous system. That would kind of seem like just like a no-brainer. Right. Like, because it's pretty much... That's what the research is telling us. When we are teaching to stress brains, when we are teaching to kids that are scared, when they're nervous, when they're frightened, when they're highly charged with being upset, that prefrontal cortex shuts down. It totally shuts down. What happens is the middle part of our brain, the limbic system, there's a structure in there called the amygdala. It's like our threat detector. Wow. The amygdala registers like, oh my God, you're so angry. There must be a threat there. And if a threat is there, our autonomic nervous system for us. It's going to put us into fight or flight. Okay, that happens from the back of the brain. Back of the brain is just reactive. Right. It's just going to put you in, I got to protect myself mode. And when that back of the brain is turned on, the front of the brain turns off. Interesting. You don't need to cognitively think, how far do I need to run? How fast do I need to run away? You know, how hard do I need to fight to keep this person away from me? Now, most of our kids are not in, and most of our teachers, hopefully, I know some are, are not in life-threatening situations in the classroom. Right. However, our thoughts can take us there. Mm-hmm. I think my homework. I'm gonna. I'm. I, I'm. I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get sent to the office. I'm gonna. Right. Right. That is a threat happening again. Right. And then now, how do I switch my brain to keep learning about fractions? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, a lot of folks that I've talked to in the Elaverse, you know, our listeners, our our partners, our collaborators, there is this constant struggle between providing supports and services and there being enough time in the day or enough time in the week or enough time, et cetera. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, I mean, what do you say to somebody who says, oh, Allison, that sounds great, but there's just not enough time in the day for this? Yeah. So all the tools that we teach are short. Two minutes could be one minute. 
if you do them a couple of times during the day. When you do any of the practices, what happens is there's a hormonal shift that happens. There's an energetic shift that happens. There's this turning on of that prefrontal cortex so that after you take this one minute, two minutes, you then have a human being who is like ready to engage, who is ready to be attentive and to learn. So while yes, you're going to have to take a minute or two, Mm -hmm. however, most of the time you're teaching to brains and bodies that really are not ready to receive what you're ready to teach. Wow. So they're missing half of it. So if you take the minute or two to help them set up their mind and body, get it integrated, get it turned on, get it to a safe, grounded state and then start to teach, the chances that they're going to absorb what you are teaching is much, much greater than if you just like, let's go, we got to start. We only have 20 minutes for this lesson. I've got a lot to teach. Right, right. And, and you know what it is that I, because I mean, I would walk into classrooms and they, you know, want me to do something and they're like, Look, look at my schedule. I don't have a minute to spare. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, where am I going to, I'm going to take a minute away from math. I can't right. Math. I'm going to take a minute away from language arts. Like I can't, I can't do that. Oh, so I said, well, let's call it mindful math. <laughs> yes. Math minute. So we're going to count while we do butterfly tapping. Let's count by five because my, all of our tools are really about getting the body to communicate to the brain like, oh, as well. Right. We ask so much of the brain, right? And we think the brain is really what's just controlling everything. But the truth is, it's the body that sends so many sensory messages about its state to the brain that it can be all-consuming when it's not well. Here's the other thing that I love about teaching all of this, and I think I said it earlier, is that the tools that we teach educators to care for their own nervous system, it's about a nervous system, Mm -hmm. right? It's not because you're 35 years old, so you should do this, right? Uh -uh. Or you're five years old, so you should do this. It's universal. It's about a nervous system. So the The thing that I love about our program really is that it has that in mind, that everything we teach is about everybody in that classroom, every nervous system in that classroom, so that what you're providing for your students, you are receiving for yourself as well. I mean, you talked about, you know, these strategies, these practical tips. We don't quite have enough time today to go into that. But fortunately, we've got some more work coming out soon on the ELA platform with Sensational Kids, where we're going to dive deeper into tips and practices, things that you can use right away in your classroom or in your own life. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a webinar together where I am going to share specific practices, very simple one to two minute mind, body, breath practices that educators could use for themselves just to help themselves feel feel better (laughs) 
And the beautiful thing about them is they could just turn right around and share them with their students as well. It's fantastic. Before we wrap up, what are some ways that folks can get in touch, stay involved, stay informed? Folks want to learn more. Where do they go? Yeah, uh, certainly to go to our website, which is thensationalkids.com. So like sensational, but we're zen. We're mm-hmm. um, so I have a lot of articles on there that we've written about all of these topics that we've talked about today, the science and a bunch of the practices. And we also have a lot of free resources of things that you could use in your classroom or just for your own your own knowledge, you know, for educators and parents. We are on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're um, for LinkedIn. It's you could just look for Allison Morgan, myself. Yeah, and Facebook. Awesome. And I know that by the time of this release, there are going to be some sensational kids resources in the ELA resource library. As you said, there are free resources. They're they're open for anybody to use. Please, you know, take a look, check it out. And yeah, we're really excited to bring you back in a couple of weeks, Allison. If you're listening to this after the fact, you know, check out our ELA YouTube page, check out our ELA website, educatingallletters.org, where you can find out more information about this podcast and future webinars. And uh, that's about it for us today. Thank you so much, Allison, of taking the time and chatting with us today. Thank you. It was so much fun. Love being with you, Aurora. Thank you. All right. That's it for us today, everybody. Thank you to Allison Morgan. And to learn more, check out their website at zensationalkids.com. I'm Aurora from ELA, and this was a deep dive with Zensational Kids.